Welcome to the Zen Tiki Lounge, the tiki bar that lives in your head. I'm Sunshine. And I'm Ladyless. The ladies of the lounge are not here with me today. But here's why. Pumpkin is busy. Uh, Kaylani is at a wedding. And Starshine was actually, up until an hour ago, was going to be here with me in the lounge. And her son, the little senator... Uh, he may have sprained and or broken an ankle. You may recall a few months back that her husband, the senator, purchased um, a skateboard. And uh, within several hours of owning it, uh, fell and um, shattered his collarbone. And a few months later, now the son has uh, injured himself on the skateboard as well. So I do wish the little senator, all the best. And uh, Starshine, that's her texting me now. Starshine is uh, with him at urgent care right now. Oh, look, it's a picture of the senator uh, sitting in a chair next to the little senator. And the little senator looks like he's on a little uh, hospital gurney. Um, looks like he might be going in for an x-ray or something. But he's smiling and uh, goofing off in the picture. So that's a good sign. Well, I'm drinking. Uh... I'm going to have a sip. Ah. So um, I made this cocktail for Starshine, and it's in request to some listener mail. But uh, let, me tell you, let me tell you what's in it first. It is just three ingredients. This is a bowl drink, like a large cocktail for a single person, or I suppose two people could share it based on the amount of alcohol, I'd say it's for a single person, but one of the small bowls. So, you know, the bowl drinks could come very large and they come small. And in uh, tiki bars, they'll say like, oh, this is a two-person drink. This is a four-person drink. I'll just tell you right now, those two-person drinks, generally I feel that they're a, a gentleman's drink, one person. Uh, so in your bowl filled with crushed ice, you are going to mix in four ounces of fresh squeezed grapefruit juice. White grapefruit juice is preferred, but pink is all right. And uh, then two and a half ounces of Ocalahau. Uh, and that is the tea plant liqueur from Hawaii. And uh, we've talked about it on the show before because I do have quite a fondness for it. It's spelled O-K-O-L-E-H-A-O, Ocalahau. And uh, it, it tastes similar to brandy, I would say. Uh, you can switch it out for any drink that calls for, I would say, rum or vodka. Um, and you can just put it into whatever that recipe might be. But uh, again, this is two and a half ounces of the Ocalahau and four ounces fresh squeezed grapefruit juice with just half to three quarters of an ounce, somewhere in that neighborhood, of cinnamon syrup. And then you get this delicious, mm, simple, mmm, mmm, let me stir this for you, so you can hear it, glow bubble, oh, it's always so good to start this podcast with um, a nice cocktail, and you get this simple, simple, simple cocktail that is going to be just a little different than most other things uh, that you've had, especially if you have not had a chance to try this. Now, this uh, liquor, um, the way it is sold uh, most times, uh, and you can get it from the Maui Distilling Company, by the way, uh, select places in California will offer this spirit. Um, Nevada has quite, especially the Las Vegas area, has quite a bit of a Hawaiian following because they like their gambling. So you can sometimes find it in liquor stores there. Uh, and then other than that, outside of Hawaii, it is it is hard to find. Like, I don't even know if you can get it on the East Coast. Maybe in Florida? I don't know. But it's, it's quite tasty. And I think you should uh, try to hunt some down. Uh, high Times in uh, Costa Mesa does carry it. And I have seen it at Total Wine um, once or twice. But, um, you know, stuff like that is hit or miss. Like, you'll see something, and then you'll think, oh, I can get it here. And then it just completely disappears on you. Um, so now I just have people bring it back from Hawaii, and I say, please bring back a couple of bottles. Usually sells for... Um, Oh, I would say uh, $20 to $30 a bottle, somewhere in that range for the 750 ml. And, uh, you know, it's 
you got to try it. And uh, if you ever end up in the Zen Tiki Lounge, you will. But not many of you get that opportunity, I'm just saying. Someday. Someday we'll open up the lounge to everybody. But uh, for now, it is still just our own personal tiki bar. So you're joining me here in the dimly lit tiki bar that lives in your head. I appreciate that you have done that. I've rambled on a little bit. Um, because uh, my mind is on a couple of things. I, I do hope that uh, the little senator is okay. I uh, had some weird stuff going on uh, in, in the personal life, but everything's okay. Everything's okay. And uh, this drink is going to do me well. I'm going to dig up the mail sack, and uh, we are going to spend today's entire mail segment on uh, one topic. has a little bit to do with this cocky tail. And um, we're going to listen to uh, Hapa Haoli. How does that sound? Okay. Yeah, that's what we're going to do today. I'll be right back. Tiki mail. Oh, let me see if I can get the mail out of this sack. Oh, got it. All right, so uh, we actually had quite a few emails uh, this past week, but there's just one I'm going to spend time on. And this one comes from uh, Brian. And, uh, you know, Brian didn't tell us where he was from, but that's okay. Uh, Written in before, but uh, he asks about diabetic tiki drinks. He says, you know, you've helped me in the past, and he is on a quest to have two different tiki options for diabetic friends. He'll take any ideas. Well... We've talked about low-calorie drinks before, and uh, so the cocktail here, um, which I have kind of refused to name over the years, um, maybe I should name it. I just make it. It's like somebody says, like, oh, I want something unique, and so I make this O'Callaghan. Okay, see, I, I will pronounce it different every time. Just like uh, listening to uh, Hapa Howley music, I will pronounce that different every time as well. We'll go more into uh, those perhaps a little bit later. But back to the diabetic drinks. So um, quick quick thing here. So uh, the, the easiest way to have a lower calorie cocktail is to drink the ones that don't include any juice or syrups. Um, because that is where the calories come from really quickly. Alcohol, by its nature, for every one ounce of 40% alcohol by volume or 80-proof liquor, such as vodka, rum, tequila, etc., for every ounce of that, you're putting 60 calories into your cocktail, roughly. So if you have a classic martini, for example, which is approximately two and a half ounces of vodka and uh, a skosh of dry vermouth, uh, you are putting in 2.5 times 60. That's your calories for the vodka. What is that? So you got 60 and then 120 and then another 30 calories, you get 150. 150 calories from the vodka and then throw in like another 15, 20 calories for the uh, dry vermouth and you're somewhere in the neighborhood of 165 to 170 calories for hopefully a well-made classic martini. That's uh, that's pretty good. Oh, sure. You can have a um, light beer that uh, is going to be about uh, 70 calories less, but... Who wants that? And uh, it doesn't look good in a martini glass. Just saying. You could also have a Manhattan. And a Manhattan is about two to two and a half ounces of bourbon or rum, because I like a rum-hatton, and a little bit of uh, sweet vermouth. So the exact same calorie content, generally, about 170, 165 calories, um about the exact same calorie content as a well-made martini. An old-fashioned, if you bring the alcohol down a bit, like just two ounces of the bourbon or rum, uh, because you're you're adding 
just a little bit of sugar, generally a teaspoon or one cube or a, a quick pour of bar syrup. Um, that is where the calories add up fast. So for example, for one ounce, and some drinks call for as much as one ounce, depending on the strength of the bar syrup or the brand, whether it be Monin or Tarani or one of the coffee house brands or um, Finest Call or what have you, you could literally range between uh, 90 and 100 and I think 20 calories per ounce. So that can add up really, really, really fast. So if you're looking for drinks that are friendly with the diabetics, and again, they should seek the advice of their doctors. I'm not a doctor. I'm not advising in a medical capacity, blah, 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 asterisk, hashtag, blah, 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 not a doctor. Um, stay away from the syrups. Now, juice, orange juice, pineapple juice, it's, it's sugar. It's all it is. The citrus juices like lemon and lime, um, quite low on the sugar. Grapefruit juice, lower. Um, and then, you know, tiki drinks don't have things like necessarily cherry juice and uh, grape juice, things like that. But those are all very high on sugar. Pomegranate juice, really high on carbohydrates and sugar. So you kind of have to avoid all these things. Uh, so you do a drink like this, like I'm having, where it's uh, grapefruit juice and um, the uh, tea plant liqueur and just a half an ounce of cinnamon syrup, uh, which is gonna throw in 45 to 60 calories uh, just in that little half ounce. Um, and that's pure sugar. It adds up quick. Uh, so some options. Monin is one of my favorites as far as the mass-produced syrups. One of my favorites for a couple of reasons. Um, they tend to use real ingredients. Not always. Sometimes you will find flavors on the bottle instead of uh, real natural ingredients. And um, some of their stuff still comes in glass, which I prefer. I don't like things in a plastic bottle. I think it's not classy, and I, I do have an issue with plastic. Um, so they do offer sugar-free almond syrup your, or your orge, which is essential to some of our tiki drink recipes, such as the Mai Tai. Uh, and they make a, a good one, by the way. Mmm. Another sip. Uh, they also make a sugar-free cinnamon syrup, which is used in tiki drinks. And uh, they also make a, a sugar-free passion fruit syrup that has been discontinued. Womp womp. So they don't make that one anymore. So I would say if you're going to invest in um, uh, sugar-free syrups, if that's something that you can handle, I pref I don't care for the flavor of them, but I do have them for people who are watching their calories or might be diabetic. Uh, I carry three. I carry cinnamon, I carry almond, and I carry uh, a sugar-free bar syrup or sugar-free simple syrup. And uh, then you're adding zero calories through sugar, but uh, you are adding the flavor or sweetness that you are uh, needing in a cocktail. And you're also um, giving the cocktail that same sort of uh, viscosity from the syrup that is, you know, essential to some cocktails. Um, so there you go. Monin offers all of those. Uh, finest call, very available uh, sugar-free bar syrup in most of your... Um, uh, liquor barns. So that one, not too hard to find. All right, so there. Then we talked about the three basic sugar-free syrups that you might want to look into. They're not hard to find. And then here is two low-sugar recipes. Here's a low-sugar Mai Tai. Two ounces Jamaican rum. I like Appleton. An ounce and a half of fresh lime juice. Half an ounce of dry curacao or Grand Marnier. Three quarters of an ounce of sugar-free almond syrup. Shake everything real nice with ice, pour into a glass filled with crushed ice, garnish with lime wheel, whatever you like, do a cherry if you want. Roughly 165 calories and no added sugar. So there you go. Now you've got a tiki drink that is right in the neighborhood of 
a spirit-forward drink like a martini or Manhattan and no sugar added. Now, how about um, a low-sugar hurricane? Uh, you know, the original hurricane was not the blended monstrosity that uh, you tend to see by most pools uh, or cruise ships. Uh, it really shouldn't be a blended beverage as far as I'm concerned, just like uh, a margarita, I think, is better on the rocks. But anyway, a low-sugar hurricane, two ounces Jamaican rum against an Appleton is nice here, one ounce silver rum, two ounces fresh lemon juice, two ounces strongly brewed passion tea. Now, you use the passion tea because you want to add that passion flavor, passion fruit flavor, to the drink also gives you that nice color through real red coloring from nature. Uh, it comes from, I believe, a hibiscus flower that's uh, in passion tea. Uh, so it's no, no artificial colors. Um, two ounces of strongly brewed passion tea. Tazo has it. Uh, not hard to find. Um, and then one and a half ounces of sugar-free bar syrup. Uh, so again, finest call or Monin, you can find it in either of those. Shake everything really well with ice and pour unstrained into a tall glass garnish with lemon wheel, cherries, orange slice, whatever you like. A, a hurricane needs a gaudy garnish. And uh, that one uh, is going to come in at, I believe it was a 175 calories. So there are two low sugar tiki drink options that you can make for people neither one of them are more than one two three four five six ingredients uh so and it's all stuff that once you buy those sugar-free syrups they last a really long time unless it's all all you're using uh because i'll tell you i i only use them for the people who want them i don't use them for myself because i can taste the difference just like some people don't like decaf coffee uh some people don't like diet coke um, some people don't like sugar-free stuff. I'm one of those people. Uh, I can taste the difference. But if I were diabetic, you know, I, I think I would, I'd, I'd probably be doing it before I gave up my cocktails. Well, I hope that answers Brian's question. Um, I will post the recipe to my uh, tea plant uh, cocktail. And uh, I will also post the recipes to the low-sugar Mai Tai and the low-sugar Hurricane. Um, I'm going to go uh, freshen my cocktail, and uh, I'll be right back. Okay, so I may have totally forgot to mention that I'm going to play some music for you. Uh, but what am I going to play for you? Well, we're playing uh, Hapa Haole. And, uh, you know, uh, by definition, um, that, well, most people will just say that is the music of... Hawaii that is that uh, traditional luau music but more specific um, it is by artists who um, were of both uh, Anglo or white ancestry and Hawaiian ancestry they may have grown up on the islands likely and uh, you know were artists and uh, a lot a lot a lot of great music I, I happen to have uh, something that I transferred over to vinyl or from vinyl uh, that I can play for you and the, the interesting thing is I have no idea where I actually put this album but I have it digitally and uh, it is The Romance of Hawaii by uh, I believe Webley Edwards and so I'm going to I'm going to play, you know, it's it's a 30 minute album and I'm going to play the whole thing for you. So I'm going to play 15 minutes or the first side now and uh, I'll play the second half after I come back and talk to you about the little tidbits or poopoos that I am uh, enjoying. I've got lots of pictures to show all of you about the making of these. Uh, for one, bacon wrapped pineapple water chestnuts, delicious. Um so here is the first half of The Romance of Hawaii by Webley Edwards.
hope you feel like you have uh, been in a luau for the last 15 minutes. Um, so the music that you've been hearing would, would be traditional, uh, in most cases, luau music. And these would be artists from around the island, around the, you know, from around the island that you would be visiting. And they could be, it could be a family, it could be a, a single uh, um, a musician or artist. Uh, and they come in for the luau's, and they play for you. And some recorded their own albums, and the Hawaii Calls albums, uh, for one, uh, they broadcast them on the radio, and that was a way for people to listen. And so that was again a vinyl recording um, that I did probably eight years ago. I don't even know. The Romance of Hawaii by Webley Edwards, and you can uh, actually, I believe, find that on iTunes if you want the digital version. I'm going to get to get the dog a treat or she's going to freak out. So uh, you have to have some delicious snacks at a luau uh, and eat too much and potentially drink too much because that's what you do. Um, included with the blog for this post, episode 376, you will find um, a picture of a cookbook uh, it's called The Hawaii Cookbook by The Pacific House. And uh, some many of you, when you see the cover of this, it's a, it's a small paperback. Uh, you, you might even recognize it. You can go on eBay and find this uh, for a couple of bucks. Uh, people still sell it. I recommend that you get it. It has some recipes in it that are scrumptious, and it has some in it, a lot involving mayonnaise, um, that I wouldn't touch. But I made two little uh, tidbits that are perfect for a poo-poo platter. Um, and uh, one of them, well, they're both very simple. One is called Water Chestnut Pineapple Roll-Ups. And uh, it is just that. Uh, it, all you need is bacon, sliced water chestnuts, uh, chunk pineapple in the can. So again, uh, something like we talked about on a couple of podcasts ago, always just have some stuff in there that you can whip out at a moment's notice and throw together for some cocktails with friends this is one of those things because you have bacon in the bottom drawer of the fridge keeps forever uh, and then water chestnuts are canned and the pineapple is canned keeps forever and so you're just going to take um the slices of bacon cut them in half so they're only about you know four inches long instead of eight and then you are going to take a slice of water chestnut and a chunk of pineapple wrap the bacon around it Take a wooden toothpick, skewer it through, making sure that you poke the bacon on both sides and you poke the water chestnut and the pineapple. Uh, do that until your uh, bacon is used up. And then you're going to put that, uh, you can cook it two ways. You can pan fry it, although you're going to have to turn it several times and it's a little easier to burn it this way. So the better way to do it 
is to put them in a like a roasting pan so there's no dripping in your oven bacon grease gets everywhere and uh, about 350 degrees for about 30 to 40 minutes ish keep checking it until your bacon starts getting crispy and you are going to have a tasty tasty snack i'm going to have one right now mm. this is a textural thing We know that bacon and pineapple go well together. Water chestnuts are essentially flavorless. It's all about the texture and crunch. And it adds texture to this that you wouldn't get with just the pineapple and the bacon. The dog is like up on my knee begging right now. She's not getting any. I made another little tidbit. And that one is called, let's see, what did they call it? Soy daikon bits. It's appropriately named. It is sliced daikon radish that is then marinated in soy sauce, chopped ginger, and uh, the recipe says to add monosodium glutamate. By the way, I love MSG. I love it. Uh, that whole scare in the 80s where we pulled MSG out of everything because I don't even remember what the reason was. I think it's total bullshit. Um... So uh, MSG uh, is something that I do have in my pantry. And so uh, you, uh, you add, it's one cup soy sauce, one half teaspoon MSG, and um, a teaspoon of fresh chopped ginger. And uh, you put that in the soy sauce, and then you pour that over the sliced and peeled daikon radish. You let that absorb, you kind of stir it around a few times, you let it absorb for a few hours in the refrigerator, and uh, you get this salty ginger snack that's um, just about calorie-free. Radishes are very low calorie. And it's quite tasty. And it goes along with just about anything else. Serve them on a platter with toothpicks, wham-bam. There are two little appetizers for you. Um, so look for the Pacific House Hawaii cookbook. Uh, all kinds of fun stuff in there. Um, I'm finishing off another cocktail, by the way. Mm. Um, and before I play the other half of the romance of Hawaii, uh, I want to do two things. I want to tell you about our super cool friends at TikiBarTshirtClub.com. Uh, next podcast, we're going to have their new shirt to talk about and the tiki bar that it came from. Um, but uh, this week, I just want to tell you that uh, we really do love tikibartshirtclub.com. You can check out their website, like them on Facebook, and uh, you can get a t-shirt subscription or a single t-shirt. And uh, I really recommend gifting somebody the three or six month subscription. They'll get a really nice uh, soft cotton t-shirt every month delivered to their door with a new tiki bar design and it comes a little story of that tiki bar an extinct no longer with us tiki bar or restaurant um so you get a little history with your shirt and they are just nice enough that uh, generally when i'm wearing mine people say that's a cool shirt or where is that or where is that restaurant and then you get to tell them it closed 30 years ago it closed seven years ago um I'm sorry, I don't remember where this one is. Um, usually, uh, right on the shirt, it'll say it was from Detroit or wherever it was from. Um, but it, they're just, it's its a cool brand. And uh, Starshine, Kaylani, and I, uh, and even Pumpkin, she's not a t-shirt gal, but uh, she's got two of the shirts, and uh, she does like to wear it. So uh, all of us here at the Zen Tiki Lounge, we do recommend Tiki Bar T-Shirt Club. And we think you should go check them out. We think you should purchase the shirts. And we know that you will like them. All right. Another sip. Mmm. And now I'm going to play you some more of The Romance of Hawaii by Webley Edwards. This is the second half of the album. And then I will be back to uh, give you just a little bit more edumacation. And that'll be it for this podcast episode. You're getting more than a full hour this time, and that means it's great for those of you who exercise uh, while listening to the podcast, which is a lot of you. I'll never 
I would have never seen that coming, but that is that is the thing. Okay.
All right, kids, I really do hope you've been enjoying this podcast. We're just about here at the tail end. Uh, We'll see which one of the ladies is going to be uh, with me here on the uh, next episode. Uh, You know, I wanted to say something about Hapa Haole. So, uh, like I said, uh, that is of part white ancestry and part Hawaiian ancestry. And Haole, for example, it's H-A-O-L-E, you'll hear people referred to as Haoles, and generally that means... um, white guy or gringo. And uh, it it can be used as a derogatory term, although that is not necessarily its intention. And that's the thing that I wanted to talk about. So, um, you know, when in Hawaii and talking to people, uh, I definitely hear the term haole used as non-derogatory. And uh, yeah, you are essentially saying whitey. But... You know, over decades, many decades, um, it, uh, it it seems to mean more of, you're just saying you're not native. And uh, whether or not it's derogatory is your perception and, of course, probably the tone of the person using it. But I, I don't take it as derogatory. Um, some people may disagree with me. Uh, I, think it, I think it matters uh, how it's used. Now, there are other words, uh, huero, uh, you know, um, with Spanish. Uh, I was often called a huero <laughs> and uh, also uh, did not take that as derogatory because that's not how it was used. Um, but it absolutely can be. So whether or not people perceive racism or something is racism or something is derogatory, um, I, I just believe that you can own a word and you can own your reality um, by choosing for something not to be bad in connotation or derogatory or meant for ill um, because not every word you hear is always negative or always positive. I guess that's the I guess that's the message that I wanted to paint. Um, okay, doggy, here you go. you another treat. She, she just smells the bacon and she's going effing bonkers. Um, okay, yeah, I think that about does it. I hope that you will all send us some correspondence. Send that to mail at zentikilounge.com. Uh, please make sure that you are not just hitting the play button at zentikilounge.com and listening to the podcast that way. Please make sure that whether you're on an Android, an iPhone, or what have you, that you are subscribing to the podcast so that it downloads to your device every time and um, uh, we get noticed for the number of downloads that we get. So uh, you can go to zentikilounge.com or in iTunes or in uh, lots of other pod players and podcatchers and make sure you subscribe and don't just hit play. And uh, then we get the credit for the folks listening. Uh, It really helps us. We appreciate that. The metrics help us get noticed. And um, you can also leave a review on iTunes. We love five-star reviews. Those one, two, three, and four-star reviews, oh, you know what? Just stay in bed. Thank you for joining us here in the Zen Tiki Lounge. We are the dimly lit tiki bar that we hope lives in your head. We'll see you next time. And until next time, mahalo.